Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, this is a very weird show for us. It is because, um, you know, it's morning. We went and saw Black Widow last night. We did. And so we got home late and I don't do late. I'm sure a lot of you have noticed that from the podcast where I'm constantly tired every time we're doing a, um, a show a little later in the evening. So uh, I decided to push it to the morning, which is great. And Tony's giving me the stories. I'm on top of things. My brain is working so much better than it does at nine o'clock at night. And Tony is a hot mess. That's right. My <laughs> voice is a little deeper than normal. I'm, uh, I'm stuffed. I'm sore. I'm tired. He can't come up with the right words. But as Cheryl mentioned, she decided that we would be recording early this morning. Yeah, well, every once in a while, we get my best side. That's right. Yeah. So we're here. Let's bang out a show. Yeah, so, I mean, we mentioned it really late in the show uh, about Black Widow, but that's what we did last night. That's why um, we're doing this this morning instead of last night. And so what'd you think? I enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's a, it's a, a historical story. It, hap- it takes place after Civil War. Um but before the Avengers um, Infinity War and Endgame. So, you know, it goes back to 2016. Um, so Black Widow's alive. I don't mm, want to, I hope that doesn't spoil it for anyone. Uh, but Natasha has not yet died, not yet sacrificed herself. And um, it's a story of her quote unquote family uh, over in Russia. And it, it was a good story, lots of action. Uh, lots of explosions. You know, it was a, it was a good Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. There was a lot of a lot of action. There were a lot of fights, but I still enjoyed it, even though I don't really like those things. Right. Um, two factors that always helped me decide how much I really liked a movie. It's really how much I'm still looking for food halfway through the movie because you know I finished my popcorn and my raisinets like five minutes into the movie. Right. And if I'm halfway through, like, oh, I wish I had more snacks. You know, it's not really that good. Um, and as the movie is rolling on, if there's a point that I think, shouldn't this be over? Right. It's not a very good movie. None of that happened. Um, and what I really liked about this movie and some of the other um, Marvel films is it very much was a standalone uh, movie. We went mm-hmm. through and watched that whole what Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends on the little, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, the little 10-minute thing about um, Black Widow. But even without that, mm-hmm. you didn't need it. Right. You didn't even really have to know who she was. It was very much a standalone movie. Um, there really weren't even characters from the other movies right. in there. A couple of them were mentioned. Yeah, but I mean, really very much all new characters. Um, and because it was a prequel, you didn't really need to know a lot of right. what else was going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I liked that. My memory's not so good. So a lot of times when I'm watching some of these other movies that rely on knowing what's already been going on, I get a little lost. Right. Um, so I really liked it. Good. And do you know why you finished your popcorn f- uh, five minutes into the movie? Because we didn't have that much popcorn? No, because you sat through 24 minutes of trailers. Yes. Lots <clears throat> of trailers. Which was good. Now, on the on the plus side, uh, well, it could be also be a negative, uh, the movie theater was packed. Um, that is not a negative. That's great. It, it's it's good for the box office, but they have in in our area of Connecticut with the Cinemark chain. It looks like they have completely abandoned their COVID nineteen protocols, uh, where they used to put uh, distancing between the seats for each party. Um, I had somebody right next to me, which is interesting because we bought our tickets three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and when we bought them on the app, it was blocking out 
uh, two seats to both the right and the left of our seats, which is what they've been doing since they reopened um, during COVID. Right. And we got there and there were people sitting right next to us. So it seems that in the uh, somewhere in that three weeks, they opened up those seats. And so people, it was funny because they, they were kind of staggered. People were in like little blocks, like sort of leaning in front of them to talk to the people in front of them because right. obviously they were with them because you wanted four seats together, but they were in these weird pods of two. Um, so anyway, that was um, interesting and I think really good for you know the movies, that things are, things are back. It was busy. You had to wait in line to go to the bathroom. It was good. Right. So much like Disney, uh, they increased capacity at some point. And the other piece of this movie is if you're going to see it, there is one end credit scene. Um, Marvel's uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. We did not get a, uh, a post credit scene, uh, but we do in this movie. And based on my experience with Cheryl, uh, there is enough time. If you go directly when the movie ends to the restroom, uh, you will be able to come back and catch it because it is at the very end of the credits. Yeah, I mean, I left... A, a little bit into the credits, not too far. And I came back with a, a fair amount of, of yeah. credits left. So yeah. definitely time for the ladies to get up, wait in a short line and be back before, um, before that end credit. Excellent. All right. Um, let's start with the Disney parks blog. All righty. The 2021 national spelling bee is coming to Walt Disney world resort. That's well, it, it, it came. It oh, actually, it, did already. it actually happened last night while we were at the movies. Oh, um, that is the, uh, it's the final rounds of the Scripps National Spelling Bee. And, and for the first time, it's being held at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Spelling Bee is sort of like a sport. It is. It's, well, it's very competitive. It Some is, of these kids yeah. train like, like oh, crazy, like it's athletes. Um, so the uh, 2021 uh, Scripps National Spelling Bee winner will not have far to go after he wins and says, I'm going to mm-hmm. Disney World. Did they say that? No. <laughs> no, but that would be funny. That, did you know that that is the nation's largest and longest-running educational program? That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Um, fall favorite events are returning to Disneyland. Yep. It's uh, fall. It's it's Disney. It's time for Halloween. So between September 3rd and October 1st, uh, sorry, October 31st, there are a bunch of new uh, and returning Halloween-themed attractions. Uh, first off, they are going to uh, bring back the Main Street Pumpkin Festival. Um, you're going to see characters in their photo-ready Halloween best. Um, in New Orleans Square, they're going to get a makeover inspired by Nightmare Before Christmas. They will be transitioning the Haunted Mansion as they do every year to the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas theme. Um, and every night, you are going to get a new projection show called Halloween Screams. And uh, on weekend nights, Halloween Screams will enhance the mischief with fireworks. So kind of odd that they're not going to be doing fireworks during the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over at California Adventure, um, Oogie Boogie is going to be returning, um, and uh, they will be decorating for Halloween. They will have the Mater's Graveyard Jamboree uh, and Luigi's Honkin' Hall- Halloween um, over at Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It's going to uh, be transformed to Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. Ooh. So that could be exciting. Uh, on Buena Vista Street, Mickey and friends will have their old-fashioned Halloween costumes, uh, and they're going to put up a 10-foot-tall statue of the Headless Horseman holding his jack- jack-o'-lantern. In uh, Paradise Gardens, Plaza de la Familia in Paradise Gardens, they're going to have a celebration um, from September 3rd through November 2nd, which celebrates uh, Dia de los Muertos. 
and that's going to include entertainment, festival foods, craft, and interactive experiences. They're also going to bring a musical celebration of Coco, which is a new street show honoring Coco and the everlasting bonds of family. Uh, they're going to have mariachi music at the Paradise Garden Bandstand, uh, the World of Coco, which is an art exhibit, and a photo opportunity with a hand-animated figure of Miguel from Coco. Um, and then the big one, uh, as I mentioned, the Oogie Boogie Bash will return. It is uh, a Disney Halloween party uh, where kids and uh, adults uh, can trick-or-treat their way through the park in costume and encounter characters. Um, Oogie Boogie tickets, Oogie Boogie Bash tickets will go on sale Tuesday, July 13th. So to me, that's really interesting because they are doing the Oogie Boogie Bash as what they did pre-COVID. Right. Trick-or-treating. Yep. There seems to be no, they're calling it the same thing. Yep. It seems like it's going to be the same as it was two years ago. California is like the Wild West. They it's just so they do funny. what they want. So funny, right? Um, whereas like Florida, they, you know, they're changing it. They're making it limited. There's right. not trick-or-treating. Well, they're making it limited until they decide to increase capacity. I didn't mean limited capacity. Okay. I meant limited experiences. Gotcha. Oh, please, charge more, get less. That's, that's, you know, the Disney that's how that goes. Right. Um, so, and you might not know this, but I'm asking anyway, uh, what is the status of shows in Disneyland? So you were saying they're doing fireworks for the Oogie Boogie Bash, right. but they're not doing regular nightly fireworks. It sounds like they're not doing fireworks. What about for Halloween? What about like, uh, World believe- color? Are those things back? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't read anything about it. Yeah, for our next show, if we could put together sort of a list of like sure. what's back at the parks as far as um, nighttime shows. Because I think there's like what the two in Disney World, mm-hmm. but like Fantasmic's not back. Right, right? so it's not back yet. It'd be nice to do a little rundown about what um, what's active right now. Sure, let's talk to the production team about that. Let's get the staff on it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we have a... Look at the foodie guide to the International Food and Wine Festival uh, from the Disney Parks blog. That's right. The 2021 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival presented by Corksicle is going to open on July 15th. uh, And that will run for 129 days uh, right through November 20th. So that gets you right up to Halloween. Uh, They're going to have more than 20 festival marketplaces celebrating. They are going to be bringing in seven new marketplaces this year. Uh, the Noodle Exchange near the Traveler's Cafe, the Tangerine Cafe Flavors of Medina, the Rotunda Bistro, which will be in the American Adventure Rotunda, Swanky Sauce, Swanky Saucy Swine, which will be near Disney Traders, Brew Wing at the Epcot Experience, Lobster Landing, which will be near Mission Space, only opening on October 1st, so you won't get a full 129 days out of that. And Mac and Eats also opening near Mission Space on October 1st. So those two... Uh, marketplaces will be limited experiences. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole menu, but no, you know you're going to have your impossible <laughs> food. You're going to have your local uh, craft brewers and stuff, um, and then you're going to have various traditional fall foods from the various countries around uh, around the world. Yeah, I would say the note here is that if you are going to be going to the Food and Wine Festival and you're interested in what they're going to be offering, head over to the Disney Parks blog and you can see that list. Yeah, the only thing I want to say is there is a uh, pasta and ham and cheese menu uh, item on the uh, Germany menu. Schnickennudlin. Oh, I like it. Schnickennudlin. <laughs> the Disney's Riviera Resort has been recognized for excellence. That's right. They have won an award from the American Resort Development Association. 
they have won the ACE Project of Excellence Awards, and it uh, recognizes the highest level of excellence in the resort industry, and it takes into account the design of the resort and day-to-day operations and more. Um, so, you know, kudos to them. Uh, you know, it's a, a resort that Disney has sunk a lot of money into. It's big. It's, uh, I don't want to say it's ostentatious. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's expensive. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I'll give it that. It's not, um, the aesthetic that I like. So I have a hard time sort of connecting with it and thinking that it's a wonderful thing. Right. But right. this, this lovely resort, uh, celebrates the European Riviera. Okay. The Avengers Campus is adding additional heroes from the MCU. That's right. You know, the good thing about Avengers Campus is it is a living and breathing entity. And uh, as the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, brings out new characters, they will be appearing for meet and greets. Um, And uh, we know they added the time variant Loki when Loki debuted. Mm -hmm. They are now debuting uh, President Loki, who you may have seen in episode uh, five. Uh, he has the vote for Loki button on, and uh, he's this guy. He has the suit on. Oh, the so, etched, he's a different Loki. Yes. Okay. So they will be uh, bringing him in. They are not bringing Alligator Loki in yet. <laughs> he might be my favorite Loki. Right. Uh, they will be bringing in, uh, they have brought in the uh, Black Widow in her snowsuit, the mm-hmm. white costume. Yep. Um, and as, uh, you know, these movies come out, um, on November 5th, we're looking forward to the Eternals. So you will be uh, seeing the Eternals team on Avengers Campus. And then as uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings opens in September, you will see some characters from that film okay. uh, in the Disney theme park Marvel Universe. Very cool. Yes. There are some new ta- There are some details on the new Quantum Encounter that will debut on Disney Wish. That's right. The Quantum Encounter is going to be um, the most uh, ambitious dining experience ever. It is going to take place inside of their um, Marvel-themed dining room. Uh, And it is a presentation uh, that is based on the fact that Ant-Man and Wasp uh, are headed towards their first speaking engagement on behalf of the Avengers. uh, And they're going to have... Um, some shrinking and growing technology available uh, during the course of the meal. So things at tables are supposed to grow and shrink, and there are some mishaps that occur and some Ant-Man-style hijinks. Um, But then Ant-Man and the Wasp are going to have to call on Captain America, Captain Marvel, and the brave diners of the Disney Wish for backup. Oh, boy. Um, At every table, uh, each table will get their own quantum core, which will cause objects to shrink and grow remotely. And uh, during dinner, you will assist Ant-Man and the Wasp as they attempt some small-scale trials. And uh, at the end of the meal, uh, the venue becomes supercharged as energy pulses through all of the cores and power channels in the walls and the ceiling. Oh, boy. So. um, Sounds fun. Sounds like it could be fun, yeah. Yeah, exciting. Um, In California news, D23 will be offering gold members a preview of the Jungle Cruise. That's right. The Jungle Cruise is scheduled to open on, uh, sorry, revamped Jungle Cruise is scheduled to open on July 16th. But there are limited opportunities for D23 gold members uh, to get into the parks early, uh, where they will get their own skipper hat and VIP credentials. And they will also be treated to some jungle-themed foods. 
the Master of Ceremonies is a D23 team member and former cruise jungle skipper, uh, former jungle cruise skipper, Justin Arthur, who will kick things off with a special panel from Walt Disney Imagineering as they take guests on a deep dive on the history and reimagining of the, uh, of the attraction. Then attendees will board their own launch and the skipper will take them down the river of adventure on the, uh, you know, uh, to see the retheming. Uh, check-in begins at 5.30 a.m. at uh, the main entrance <laughs> to Disney Yikes. and will last until 7.30. Um, and uh, this is a ticketed event, but it does not say how much tickets are. I'm sure they are not... Uh, I don't know. A lot of times D23 does free things, but That's there's true. like such a limited number of tickets. Like when they'll do like the movie previews, things like that. But like you have to sign up, I don't know, like the second it opens up. So. Well, it does say the tickets are non-refundable. Oh, so I guess they're charging something for it. Right. Um, and if you are a D23 uh, gold member or D23 member and cannot make this event, uh, they will be putting out a virtual edition uh, a few days after the event. Okay. Yeah. There's a new Luca photo op at Pixar Pier. That's right. Uh, and that does not mean that Luca is there. It is merely a photo backdrop. Um, someone is there, though. Someone is there. That's right. It is Machiavelli the cat. <laughs> I think it's just a, like a statue. It's a. It's not a moving... Yes, he is a fixed statue. Um, it's a pretty cool scene. It looks like you are in the village. It is. Um, I like it. But it's funny because it's just a backdrop. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't know it, but... Uh, uh, it is a backdrop with three-dimensional uh, uh, props set up around it. Yeah. And it looks like you're in the fishing village uh, of cute. Porto Rosso. Very cute. Uh, if you haven't seen Luca yet, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I like when they do those little backdrops. They have that little section of them in Hollywood Studios uh-huh. in Florida where okay. they have all the uh, Playhouse Disney right. characters with like little – they're like 3D backdrops. You know, yeah, it's got the backdrop and then it's got like a little, you know, area where you stand and it's got the 3D props in the front. Yeah, they're fun little sections. They are fun. I wish they would do more of that, honestly. Especially, I think it fits well at Hollywood Studios. Um, <clears throat> in Florida, at the Magic Kingdom, there is a new disability access and rider switch location in Frontierland. That's right. It is uh, located between, well, near Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And uh, this new disability access... Uh, and rider switch distribution point is uh, a spot that allows guests to get their return time uh, if they cannot wait in line. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, sections of World Drive are going to be closing as they work on a new fireworks launch site. That's right. The, the section of World Drive between Center Drive and the Pluto parking lot will be closed from July 17th through the 26th. Um, it is considered to be a backstage area. And the rumor is that uh, this is related to the fireworks uh, launch sites because there is a proposed launch site near this area. All right. We have an update on the Tron Light Cycle Run roller coaster. That's right. They have uh, cleaned up the entrance to the building, which is uh, referred to as the entrance to the grid. Uh, They are also working on putting in a curved walkway underneath the track. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's it's coming along quickly. Awesome. It's coming along quickly, uh, although this seems to have been going on for the past uh, two and a half years. Well, I mean, it's getting more quick. Yes. You know, it's it's ramping up now here, closer to the end. That is true, although the end is going to be 2022. I would like to see the Disneyland Railroad return. Yes, I know. It's and it sad can't without because it. there is the construction going on around yeah. uh, that area. 
Um, we have an update on the Spaceship Earth restrooms. That's right. They've painted both the uh, west and east restrooms uh, uh, that are near the area of Spaceship Earth. Uh, they've been now painted in bright, vibrant uh, rainbow style colors, which, uh, if you recall a few months ago, they painted the ticket kiosks mm -hmm. in these rainbow colors. Mm -hmm. So very much, uh, turning Epcot into, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Skittles package now. The, <laughs> it is. The flavors of the rainbow are all over. You know, Epcot could, could use a little brightening up, you know, it was very, um, very gray, stunk. silver, yeah. white cream. Yep. Um, and honestly, it makes the bathrooms a lot easier to find. That is true. They were sort of just hidden away, um, these nondescript uh, beige entrances. Right. And now they're they're very bright and called out, and there's some differentiation in color between the um, the men's room and the ladies' room. It's just it's easier to find. It is, uh, and I, I like that they have themed uh, the the garbage can against one of the walls mm -hmm. with to match the uh, yeah. uh, the color with a stripe. Um, it's vibrant, like like Cheryl said, it provides a splash of color. It looks nice. Um, Sunshine Seasons is back to their pre-COVID cafeteria style. That's right. You can uh, now go up to each individual station, order what you want, and bring it up to the cash register like you're in a high school cafeteria. I had not gone there at all when it was altered. How mm -hmm. was it before? Um, it was mobile order. And okay. you placed your order, and then you went to the pickup window to get your food, and pickup windows were determined by what food you were ordering. So oh, right. me, you know, I like the uh, the stir-fry, right. uh, the Mongolian stir-fry, whatever it is. Um, and just where I would normally go to get that was where my pickup window was. But it was all set for you. You couldn't, like, right. there you was, probably couldn't alter a lot of the choices. No, you couldn't. You were there to pick up your tray of food. Mm -hmm. you, okay. you, it's not like you could, oh, I want a cookie. Let me grab a cookie while I'm walking past. Well, or you're like, you know, sometimes they have things like separate separated out so they'll have like green like you get get the chicken and they have like green beans mm -hmm. mashed potatoes broccoli and right. like baked beans and you like choose two of the sides or whatever you probably right. you, you know. had to choose that beforehand and okay. they, they plopped it on the tray for you <laughs> all right um a crane has been moved into Journey of Water. That's right. It's a smaller crane. It's a, a LiftMaster 900. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's a uh, it's a regular crane. It's just not as tall as what you would see around the castle. Right. Um, but they are working on uh, this new section of uh, well, old section of what used to be Future World, um, and uh, you know that that. There was some rumor that they were downsizing, and, and who knew if it was going up? But they've definitely got that area walled off. Uh, they have gone vertical, and now they are going to be going even more vertical with the addition of this crane. I mean, sure, why not? They're raking in the money now. Yep. Um, in resort news, the Wave breakfast will be offered at the California Grill. That's right. We all know that the Wave is closing for a refurb, um, and they have announced that the California Grill will offer the breakfast that used to be at the Wave uh, beginning uh, July 16th, and it will last through September 6th. It's going to be offered daily from 7:30 a.m. to 11 a.m. I would. I'm considering going down to Florida just for this. Really? Well, what did I say about the wave? Why did I not like it? You didn't like the fact that it is a windowless box room. And what is the absolute opposite of a windowless box room? Uh, that would be the California Grill. Right. So you get the food from the wave in the most gorgeous dining room okay. you could possibly imagine. So it's like to me, best of both worlds. So uh, if you're going to be down there. I highly suggest trying to get reservations for this. All righty. Uh, reopening dates have been announced for the final set of closed resorts. 
That's right. With this announcement, uh, all Disney resorts will be reopened by the end of 2021. Yay! Finally. Um, Disney's All-Star Music Resort is going to be opening for uh, guests beginning September 16th. Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside will open on October 14th. Two weeks later, Disney Port Orleans Resort French Quarter will open. And finally, on December 9th, just in time for the holidays, the uh, Disney's All-Star Sports Resort will open. All right, great. All-Star Movies Lobby is going to be closed for refurbishment. That's right. Beginning July 12th, the lobby of the currently, uh, of what is the only All-Star Resort that is open right now, All-Star Movies, uh, is going to close. Guess what they're bringing in? Oh, the mobile check-in things? Open design and smaller counters. Yeah. I like the big classic. I do too. And my big question here is, All-Star Movies was closed for over a year. Right. They couldn't have done this lobby refurb during during the time they were closed? No. No, they couldn't That's ridiculous. They couldn't have. Uh, So it's going to close in July, and the refurbishment is scheduled to be completed uh, by mid-October. Now, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that it is an open resort, so uh, I'm hoping that if they're going to make, be making these same check-in updates to the other two all-star resorts, you've got until December to get that done. So could right. you do it while there's no guests in there? Maybe it'll go quicker. Right, right, exactly. Do those and do those first. I, I mean, I understand a lot of um, the construction that seems like it would have made sense to do while things were closed was not mm-hmm. able to be done because really during the beginning parts of COVID before they were re- before the parks were reopened, there was such fear about just even having anyone there. Right. So I get that. But All-Star Movies stayed closed quite a while after the parks reopened. So there was no reason they couldn't have had construction people in there taking right. care of this. Right. Whatever. No one listens to me. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> in Disney Cruise Line news, details have been revealed for quick and casual dining on the Disney Wish. That's right. It looks like uh, there will not be a Cabanas on board this ship. But there will be the Marceline Market, which is a stylish food hall inspired by popular marketplaces around the world. Um, It will be an ever-changing menu of specialized options in a vibrant free-flow setting with both indoor and outdoor seating. Sounds the Um, same. It's going to be 10 food stalls with a cafe-style beverage bar in the center. It is going to be styled as an old industrial loft that has been converted into a bustling marketplace. Um, and each of the uh, food theme- food stations is going to be themed to animated films, such as Tangle, Ratatouille, Alice in Wonderland, Zootopia, and more. Um, and these uh, shopkeepers, uh, these Disney characters, will have a wide-ranging variety of freshly prepared cuisines for the whole family. Um, it's going to offer a casual walk-around experience for breakfast and lunch, followed by table service dining at dinner time with entrees cooked to order. Very similar to Cabanas. Very similar, but, but it's I wonder a new look. if when they set this up, at least initially, whether they will be setting it up as a buffet. I mean, they have the chance right. now to set it up however they want, and you know, cruising's not even back yet. Buffets are not really back yet like, right. at Disney places, anyway. Um, so I wonder if they're going to fit this out originally as something with like, you know, the glass in the front, sort of the way they do like the fruit at Cabanas, you know, where they have someone there who like does those things for you or the desserts, how they're like behind a case. Uh I wonder if it's going to be more the type of thing where, you know, you go and you tell them what you want and it's not this weird setup where they're reaching like into the buffet to try to get things for you. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like they, if they were smart, they would open this up. We mentioned it earlier, but, uh, uh, sunshine seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's almost exactly what that exactly. is. Set it up that exactly. style where yeah. the food is there, but it's behind a, a glass partition. You can't reach in and serve yourself. Right. I, and and what's it going to take you? You man each station with one person? Which you kind of have to do anyway. Which maybe, maybe now stuff. there's two stations per person. And that person's just responsible for refilling them. Well, now instead of refilling the stuff, you're going to be responsible for dishing it out. Yeah, they're still going to need somebody yeah. refilling it. But I'm just... Uh, just wondering if we're going to see that as the initial fit out and then, you know, when buffets are back and the stuff is no longer a concern. Maybe right. They, they take the glass out. front off. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then on the upper decks, we will get Mickey and Friends Festival of Food, uh, which is going to be a place for families to grab a quick bite for lunch, dinner, or any time in between. Um, you know, we're going to be getting the Disney signature soft serve ice cream as Go usual. Ahead. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff, but we're going to get two new quick service venues, one for barbecue and one for Mexican inspired fare. Yes. Mexican. Well, I mean, they need tacos on the pool deck. Right. Uh, so the, uh, five of the themed stalls are Mickey's smokestack barbecue, Donald's cantina, Daisy's pizza pie, Goofy's grill and Minnie's sweet ice cream. Uh, this is going to be inspired by a seaside boardwalk uh, that has been seen in popular Mickey Mouse animated shorts um, and is going to provide a sizable shaded seating area uh, for families to relax while they eat. Wonderful. Yeah. The Disney Wish is has put out a casting call for musicians. That's right. They are looking for musicians for Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure, pianists, and a boisterous 80s rock party trio. Nice. So um, those are out. If you're musically inclined, you can go to uh, look for Disney jobs on their job site. Uh, the rehearsals, let's see, auditions are going to run through August or September, with rehearsals beginning in mid-February. The opening cast contract is expected to be from February 2022 to early October 2022. All right. Uh, yeah, as we've mentioned before, uh, cast member um, contracts are usually six or seven months. And then you go home for a couple months and then right. they take you back. Right. Okay. Um, in entertainment news, a new trailer for the Disney film Encanto has been released. That's right. Encanto, which is coming out November 24th, has a new trailer. We'll post that up on our page. Uh, if you don't know about Encanto, it is um, a film centered around a young girl named Mirabelle who is trying to find her place in her family. And uh, the page just reloaded itself here. Um <laughs> And uh, Mirabelle is trying to find her place. Uh, everyone in her family and everyone in the town has magical powers except for her. Uh, and they all live in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house in a place known as Encanto. Kind of cool. Yeah. There's a new featurette for the Jungle Cruise movie. That's right. It uh, just some behind the scenes, uh, you know, behind the scenes view at the Jungle Cruise, which is coming out July 30th. We're starting to see their push now for uh, some heavier marketing. Uh, and, of course, we did see a trailer yesterday at uh, Black Widow. And we also posted uh, to our page two competing trailers, one from uh, Skipper Frank and one from Dr. Houghton. And it introduces the movie in each of their points of view. So it's a, each trailer is a different look at the, at the film. The more I see about this movie, the worse I think it looks. Okay. Um, one of my kids sort of compared the previews we've seen um, to the movie um, Jumanji with Jack Black. Okay. I feel definitely in the same wheelhouse. You know, that's they're going to be like similar type of movies. And they're not, I don't know, 
top quality entertainment, in my opinion. All righty. But we will see. I mean, I've been surprised by Disney movies before. You have been. Although I don't like Emily Blunt, I don't think. I, she hasn't been very good in a lot of movies. No, but you like her husband. I do. Who's her husband? Uh, perhaps you know him as Jim from The Office. Oh, I do like her husband. Yeah. All right. Um, what do we have next here? There's a new trailer for the Disney Plus show Marvel's What If. That's right. Premiering on Disney Plus on August 11th. This is an animated film. And it uh, it takes a look at the Marvel Universe, but from a different aspect. And it is truly what if. So these are kind of like alternate reality stories. You know, what if um, T'Challa became Star-Lord? Uh, what if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers? Uh, this was a great comic book series when I was younger. It lets because you do whatever you want. It, yeah, it takes these established heroes gives them a new look and somehow they almost always take that same path. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, this is very cool. A lot of the voice talent has returned. Um, a couple people were a little put off by the animation style, but um, it, it's kind of like that animation realistic look, but it's, it's still very heavily animated, almost mm-hmm. like a motion capture animation. I'm going to have to see it. And uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to this. It is going to cover all 23 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, although there might be certain films where two things are covered, like Guardians of the Galaxy. T'Challa, who we know as the Black Panther, actually becomes Star-Lord. So that covers those Guardians movies okay. and Black Panther. All right. Yeah, should be, should be fun. Okay. We already talked about this a little bit, but I don't know, maybe Tony has some numbers information. Uh, Black Widow has opened. Uh, no, I have no number information. It was really just to talk about Black Widow. Uh, it was released last month. Um, last month. Uh, last night. I was just reading. It was nearly 11 months after it was originally scheduled for release. And uh, it was postponed a couple times, but well worth the wait. This kicks off Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is a dual release. So if you don't want to go to theaters to see it, you can purchase it on Disney Plus Premier Access. All right. This is the last big Marvel movie that will have that dual uh, big screen and Disney Plus right. Premier Access release. Okay, good. Uh, in Universal News, the Haunting of Hill House has been added to Halloween Horror Nights lineup. That's right. Uh, they were added on Thursday. Uh, Haunting of Hill House is a Netflix series that follows members of a family who struggle with their mam- memories of living in Hill House as a, ch- as a child. So they're going to be recreating scenes from the series inside uh, the experience, including the Red Room, the Hall of Statues. You will see the Bent Neck Lady, the Tall Man, and the Ghost in the Basement. I don't know what any of that means uh, because I do not know what these uh, – I'm not into the horror genre. Uh, but this is the second maze announced for the event following a Beetlejuice house. Cool. Yep. They are testing a new virtual queue system at Islands of Adventure. That's right. It's not available on their app, but it is available through their website. And you can go on, uh, reserve uh, an attraction, and then they give you a time to go back to the attraction along with a barcode uh, to, uh, so that the cast member can scan your QR code. Right. Okay. So, uh, interesting. They did use a different version of the um, virtual queues during COVID, mm-hmm. but this looks to be an updated uh, version of that. Okay. Jurassic, the Jurassic World Tribute Store has a closing date set. That's right. This was a summer, summer tribute store. It was open, uh, opened on May 28th and is going to run through August 9th. Uh, at the end uh, of its run, they will transform this into the uh, Halloween Horror Nights Tribute Store. Okay. 
In Florida news, Orange County officials are reporting a rise in COVID cases and emergency room visits. Yeah, the... Uh 14-day rolling positivity rate for COVID cases has risen to 5.99%, which is a 1.98% increase from their update one week ago. Um, you know, they, they took their COVID restrictions away when the positivity rate dropped below 5%. So now they're up at just under 6%. Uh, percent, and there's That's no, high. It is. There's no word as to whether the restrictions or mandates will be reinstated. Um, and then... Uh, they are noting that the highest percentage of cases are occurring in those ages 15 to 34, and uh, relate, ER visits related to COVID have increased. And uh, I, I don't know. I you know you, you can't disbelieve science. 95% um, of the positive tests and hospital visits are unvaccinated individuals. Well, yeah, of course that makes yep. sense. So what does that tell you? Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Uh, Snowcat Ridge is scheduled to open in 2021 with some new offerings. That's right. Snowcat Ridge, which is Florida's only snow park, uh, had their initial year last year. Uh, they will open for their 2021-2022 season in November uh, with some upgrades and new offerings. Uh, they will bring back their 60-foot-tall, 400-foot-long snow tube hill, uh, as well as their 10,000-square-foot Arctic igloo. Uh, at the bottom of the slopes, they will have an alpine village with food, drinks, shopping, and bonfires. Uh, new to this year is an ice skating ribbon and an Eskimo outpost with private igloo rentals. Um, during the off-season, they have been working on adding new food and drink outlets and capacity upgrades. So, um, you know, this uh, looks like it could be a fun time. Uh, starting at $26.95, tickets go on sale uh, online for dates November 10th through December 31st. Parking costs $14.02 per vehicle. Uh, if you purchase on-site at the box office, you're going to pay $5 more per ticket. Okay. Uh, sea Life Aquarium um, at Icon Park in Orlando has added a behind-the-scenes shock tour. Thank you for mentioning where Sea, La sea Life Park was. I, uh, I was confused. I started reading it as SeaWorld. <laughs> uh, but Sea Life Aquarium... Orlando, which is at the Icon Park, has just added a shark behind-the-scenes shark tour. Uh, this is an extra $9.99 per person. Um, oh, and they're re-adding it. So this was suspended during the pandemic. Uh, so you get to see some food prep, their giant filtration system, how they make salt water, uh, and then you actually get to feed the sharks. Fun. Yeah. Um, their sharks get fed three days a week. Uh, and that is because out in the wild, they only eat sometimes once a week or every two weeks. Oh. Um, so they have, let's see, uh, nine types, six shark species. They have a nurse shark, an epaulette shark, a zebra shark, a black tip reef shark, a coral cat shark, and white spotted, white -spotted bamboo sharks. Um, this tour lasts about 25 minutes where you'll get to meet with a veterinarian, see the quarantine area, walk through their feeding area, uh, see baby sharks if there are any. And you will also get to see the 1.25-ton bag of salt, which they add to Orlando tap water to create salt water for the aquarium. Cool. Yeah. So this uh, this is a very exciting event for them. And if you're interested in it, you can go to visitsealife.com slash Orlando. All right. Well, I think we got through this morning show pretty good. Yeah, I think it was a long show. Am I'm I still wrong? Uh, 39 minutes. All right. And I'm still a little stuffy, <laughs> but uh, I will take care of that. So have a good weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.